1: Hey everybody, good morning, good morning, good morning, my friends, good morning. Good morning, my friends, on this Saturday morning and specifically on the last Saturday of 2022. Can you believe that? The year has gone by so quickly. I don't know about you, but as I get older, I feel like my days are going faster and faster. <laughs> And even though I might get my eight to nine hours sleep, I just, you know, it's like the time is just flying. But as we look back to 2022 and we reflect on a year that had miracles taking place, chaoticness taking place, uncertainties still taking place, one thing that we can remember is that If you're listening to this podcast, you made it through. You were thriving and you're still here today because God has a purpose for your life. We can go through a lot of things in our lives, my friends, many chapters in our lives that we can look back on and say, wow, that actually happened in my life. I actually lived out that circumstance. God really uh, gave me a breakthrough in my situation And every year when the year ends, it's like closing another chapter to our lives. And for many of us, we then start to think about what's gonna come for the new year. And as many of you celebrate New Year's Eve today, and you celebrate your accomplishments in 2022, also remember to (laughs) rethink and reflect on maybe some of your failures because everyone just concentrates on the accomplishments, but no one ever concentrates on the failures. And when you concentrate on your failures, you can concentrate it in a different way. Don't call it a failure, call it an experience. Call it a lesson learned. Because my friends, when we don't have successes, and we go through things in life, we learn from it. We learn how to think going forward and how we make our choices. And we also are very more mindful on the things that we're willing to get involved with and not get involved with. So as we let go of 2022 And we embrace 2023. May you continue to find the peace of the Lord in your hearts. And may you continue to know that God's word is still alive. It's full of so much knowledge, knowledge, wisdom, revelation. And it gives us the best examples of things that happened back in the day that we can apply to our lives today. So my friends, as you know, we have been in the book of Hosea for the last couple of weeks. And as I've mentioned before, a chapter that you really hear people really talking about a lot. And that's due to the fact that <laughs> there was a lot going on here. And there was a lot going on particularly with the, the house of Israel, the children of Israel the community of Israel, and other communities that hopped along, like Judah, things of that nature. And it reminds us in the book of Hosea, people's infidelity, uh, people uh, sexual immorality, people doing sins, that, did, that dishonored God, people walking away from God, people doing their own thing, worshiping other gods, and most of all, being disobedient, not repenting and asking for forgiveness and then turning away from their wicked ways and f- going back to God and to his purpose for their life. And as in Hosea, we've been in chapter 5, and we've been reading um, not just chapter um, 5 in the book of Hosea, but we are now in uh, chapter 5, and we left off last week on verse 12. We're going to pick it up today in verse 13 to finish off the chapter of 5. And as we continue to hear the words that are in this Bible and give us the message of what was happening at the time, we can still apply it to our lives today. And in the reflection that we're doing for 2022, has any of this lined up with your life? Have you been a part of something like this? We've been speaking about, of course, through the entire chapter 5 book, how everything was being put astray. people were committing immorality sin they didn't turn away from their sin they had to face their consequences because god was coming in to judge them they totally walked away from god and did not even sense him being present anymore because god has said enough is enough I'm gonna have to detach myself from you. And because they took God out of everything that they were doing, they got a punishment that they didn't see coming because they operated in the flesh. So everything within them, around them, started to decay and started to wither away. And now we pick it up here, right where we left off. God was going to make sure destruction would take place among them, even in their own sinful communities. And it says here, starting with verse 13, when Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah saw his wound, then Ephraim went to Assyria and sent to King Jareb, yet he cannot cure you nor heal you of your wound. For I will be like a lion to Ephraim and like a young lion to the house of Judah. I, even I, will tear them and go away. I will take them away and no one shall rescue. I will return again to my place till they acknowledge their offense. Then they will seek my face and in their affliction they will earnestly seek me. Father, thank you so much for your word. Your word is short and sweet. It's so clear to us what is happening in this passage, Lord. It is a warning sign. God making it very clear to the community back then, as he makes it clear to us today, still, of what he was doing and that there would be no rescue. So we thank you for your word. Amen. My friends, you know, we talk about this all the time how, and we've spoken about this in the past on this podcast also, about how many times we know we've done wrong, we've committed a sin, we've committed a crime, we've cursed God, we've gone against humanity, our own family members, our spouses, our children, we've done wicked things, you know, in our jobs. You know, we do even wicked things in the church. Let's get real here now. And then we think that because we have defiled God, that we've walked away from Him, that we've cursed Him, we don't acknowledge Him anymore, that we can run to someone else to give us uh, the okay of the justifications that we've done or to rescue us from the crimes or the things we've committed. Because we just do not want to resurrender our lives back to the Lord. And when it says here. When Ephraim saw his sickness. And Judah saw his wound. Then Ephraim went to Assyria. And sent to King Jareb. Yet he cannot cure you. Nor heal you of your wound. So now. As the house of. Israel and the house of Judah were facing these tribulations, were facing now within their own communities that they had built for themselves, within their own lifestyles, within their own sicknesses, within everything that they had done to um, make sure that they were going to live life their own way against God's way. They were going to do sexual immorality. They were going to, uh, sacrifice, uh, people and children. They were going to do their own thing to gain their own satisfaction quickly and accessible to them as they deemed fit for themselves without including God. They went against God's word. They did such wickedness and evilness. And God stepped in and said, because you've done these things, I have to separate myself from you. And what's going to happen is I'm going to chew you up and spit you out. I am going to tear you apart. I'm going to allow that even you tear each other apart. I'm going to allow that you even go one against the other in your sin. Because what you've done not only has Um, affected you, but it's affected others. And you've enticed others to come alongside of you to do the same sin, to commit the same crimes. And you do not care about anybody's soul. You do not care about their life. You do not care about their circumstances, what they're going to face with their consequences. You only cared about gaining what you wanted in the moment. And you didn't think with your heart, you didn't think, you only thought with your own ambition and greediness that you have in your life. And God said, at this point, it doesn't matter who you go to, even the king, at that, right? As it says here, they went to King Jarab. So when everything was going crazy in the community, when everything was out of whack, like they say. When everything was just falling apart, when everything was crumbling, because they have built it themselves, they have built idols for themselves, they were worshiping gods, they were worshiping the God of Baal, and and with that type of worship and rituals came sacrifices and came really disgusting, immoral, uh, sexual immorality uh, among the people. And God saw all that. And because he saw all that, he said, I'm shutting this down. I'm going to tear it apart. I'm going to rip it apart. And when they started to feel the effects of the judgment that God was placing on their lives, they thought that they could go to the king to get some type of refuge, to get some type of help, to get something um, to... Uh, satisfy them uh, or turn around the circumstances or the consequences that they were facing. But it says it very clear here, it didn't matter that they went to him because he could not cure them. A natural king, a human king at that, cannot do anything supernaturally as our Heavenly Father can do. A natural king can only operate in the natural and if they themselves, that king is not in alignment with God, they too, will <laughs> well, they too will be like caught up in the effects and go, I, there's nothing I could do for you. So I can only imagine that they went, when they went to this king to bring to him what was happening, right? I'm sure that. You know, that they must have said to this king, oh, but you don't understand. All of a sudden, my finances are affected. Well, why would your finances be affected? I'm sure the king must have asked. And they said, well, because we squandered our money. Because we spent it on prostitutes. Because we, sent, we spent it on an overabundance of food and gluttony. We spent it um, in gambling. You know, I could go on and on with the list, right? And then the king must have been like, well, if you did all that uh, and now you're suffering the consequences (laughs) because your God has punished you, what makes you think I can reverse the punishment? What makes you think that I could change things for you? I can't. It says that he in the word, he cannot cure you. He can't change You know, a natural king, someone in the human flesh cannot change what God is doing in your life. And that applies both ways. When God is blessing you in your life, there is no man that can take that away from you. Unless you let them. Unless you then get caught up in other things, you're not supposed to be caught up once you receive your blessing. And there's also times when you've done wrong and now you're facing judgment from God and all odds are against you now, there's nothing that someone can do to help you. Now, that's not to say that someone can't try to come into your life and help you in some way. But it doesn't mean that ultimately they can walk the walk for you. Of what you're supposed to do with repenting and confessing your sin. And fully surrendering back to God. They can't do that for you. So you have to face some consequences. So if you're in prison. Someone can come and visit you. Yeah they can in the natural. They can come visit you. Wish you well. You know maybe they can even contribute to the prison a bank account, you know, how someone comes and puts money into your account so you could buy things in the prison, you know, for yourself, hygiene things, things that you need. But they can't take you out of prison. You're still stuck in prison. They're just a visitor. So I I give these illustrations for you to understand that when you've done wrong against God, when you've gone against His commandments, when you have totally dismissed him, when he is no longer in your life, you've walked away. You don't even acknowledge him anymore. When you've committed sins that are an abomination to the Lord, when you have lured people into committing sin as well, when you've deceived people, when you've been a con artist, when you've been a thief, when you've been you know, um, just taking advantage of people and then things don't go your way. Things go upside down. The only person who can come and give you any type of restitution would be your heavenly father. Once you have fully confessed your sin and have been redeemed and you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and savior genuinely in your heart. So that you can go forward with your life and God can start to turn things around for you. But no man can just turn things around for you, my dear. A true surrender to the Lord is the only way that you can gain that. And a lot of you listening to me right now might be saying, Well, you know, I know people who have done bad things and then, you know, they came out on the other side. Yes, yes. That is true we've seen a lot of people do bad things and they come out on the other side right now we're starting to see justice uh, go astray we're starting to see that people are committing crimes and judges are just walk are just letting them walk free uh we're seeing that people are committing robberies over and over again And they're just getting away with it. You know, there's no need. They didn't even have to pay bail bond or anything. They just get to walk right out and they do it all over again. Yes, we're seeing a lot of that. But those are tactics of the enemies, my friends, because those people continue to commit the crimes over and over again. They they continue to murder people over and over again. They continue to human traffic people over and over again. They are still all committing the sin. So that just because we see them be free doesn't mean they have freedom. There's a difference. They're still caught up in the sin. And in being caught up with the sin, they're still putting their lives on the line. They are still chaotically living out a lifestyle that is not acceptable to God. They are still going against God's commandments. Because we have to remember that the enemy also has their own tactics. They have their own methods and structures in place of how they do things. And as Christians and believers in Christ, we must know what the tactics of the enemy are so we know how to combat it. That's why it's important for us to be in God's word. And understand it and have it embedded in our hearts because the minute we start to sense or see that something's up around us within our homes within our society you know within our schools within our jobs wherever it might be you your antennas your spiritual antennas come on up and they start to give you a reveal revelation knowledge wisdom that our heavenly father from above communicates to you of what is going on so that we become aware and we don't get caught up with things we're not supposed to be caught up with. And then most of all, that we can start to be intercessors for those situations, those things that are coming around the corner. God will always give us warning signs, even in visions and in dreams. I don't know about you guys, and I've spoken about this in the past, but God gives me visions and dreams all the time. He gives me wisdom and revelation and knowledge of things. And I write this down, I journal, you know, I write it down and I advise you to do the same thing because if God is speaking to you in such a powerful way, you need to start writing this down. And then you'll see with time, these things come to fruition. They come to life, but you've, God's already prepared you for it in the spirit so that you know how to deal with it in the natural. And in this case, you know, this is the opposite. <laughs> they're dealing with it in all in the natural. And that's why they're not getting a spiritual response. And then it says here, And like a young lion to the house of Judah, I, even I, will tear them and go away. I will take them away and no one shall rescue them. God is going to make sure That he comes in like a roaring lion because he's had enough. And he's going to make sure that he does it with the house of Israel, which is also Ephraim. And he does it with the house of Judah because they fell into the sin. They entertained the sin. They went ahead and worshipped other gods. They went ahead and did things that they weren't supposed to be doing, my friends. They got caught up. And in not turning away from their sin, especially when they knew that they were conscious enough to know they were committing the sin. And they didn't turn away and didn't repent. God made sure even more that he was going to tear them and, he, and they were going to go away. And he was going to go away. Because at the end of the day, God will strike you down. In such a judgment that is so deep and that he'll take you to a place that where you thought you were the cream of the crop, where he, you thought you were the king of the hill, the queen of the hill, where you thought that you had it like that, that, you know, you were the, the superior one and no one can tell you anything because it was your way or the highway. Well, you'll end up in the ditch valley that the Lord will put you in. Cause he'll like, I have to teach this person a lesson. They have to go through a testing time now because they turned away from me because they have not adhered to my, and, and then especially the warnings, right? Because God does that with us all the time. My friends, when God knows we're going down the wrong road, he'll come and he'll tap on our shoulders. And he'll be like, hey, excuse me, what are you doing? Uh, I want to give you a warning right now that if you do this, this is not going to turn out well for you. You know, whether he does it through a prophecy to someone else, that someone comes and speaks to you. Hey, brother, sister, he sister, I had a dream with you last night. Hey, um, or even God talks to you personally because you hear God. And he says, hey, you cannot do this thing. You know, maybe you might... You might not want to go forward, you know, with taking this promotion right now. I uh, I am sensing something that's not well with this promotion. And God speaks to you about it and it hits you in your gut. It hits you in your mind, your spirit, and your soul. And you're like, you know, God, you're right. There's just something off here. So those are the warning signs. If you resonate with it. But then what do you do? You think about the money. You go and you say, well, you know, it's going to pay me $30,000 more a year. It's going to give me more benefits. It's going to be give me a couple of bonuses. It could lead to another promotion. You start to think all these things. And then you say, well, you know, God, thanks for the warning, but I'm going to go ahead and take the job anyway. And then you take that job and all of a sudden the job becomes chaotic. It's toxic. You're in a really bad situation. And no matter how grand you are on that pedestal with that promotion, you feel like the lowest of the lowest of peons because of the fact of how you're being treated, how you're being disrespected. And now you feel stuck. And then that changes you, it makes you bitter. Makes you angry. Makes you upset. And then you start acting a certain way too. That was never the way you used to act. Because now it's become contagious. And now you want to kick yourself in the head. Because you're like, you know what God? I should have listened to you. And then now you don't want to quit. Because you're making a lot more money. Now you can act. Get some better things for yourself. Listen, this is things to think about and talk about. But when God comes in and he tears it all and he goes away, he leaves you, he leaves you basically naked because God also wants us to learn from him. He wants us to learn from our mistakes, from our bad choices he wants us to learn that when we're disobedient to who He is and what He's called us to do, and when we don't repent and walk away from our sin, we will face the consequences. It's going. It's going to be a road now that is not a journey of paradise. It becomes a road and a journey of a ditch. It becomes a road and a journey of quicksand and mud it gets ugly and dirty so we have to be very cautious my friends and aware and alert and understand this passage so that we don't make the same mistakes because many of us we get persuaded so easily in life to be part of things to go get things. Social media has placed such an impact in our lives that people cannot even deal with not even having social media anymore. If all of a sudden tomorrow there was a major blackout and you could not get on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse... Any other type of, you know, uh, thing you're used to being on socially discord, whatever, Zoom, whatever. How would you take that and react to it? How would you deal with that? You would feel excommunicated from the world and that no one can see what you're doing and that you can't see what no one's doing. And you would feel like you are Abandoned. And that's how you would react to it. So when we think about these things, my friends, we have to remember that when God is going to do a tearing down and a breaking down on you, He's doing it in love, but He has to be stern about it. And He has to be rough with you at times. God is a loving God who embraces us and helps us. And gives us such peace when we are doing the right things in his eyes. But when we are doing the wrong things. And when we he has given us warning signs. When he has sent messengers to us. When he has given us dreams and visions. And we, we do not even pay attention to it. We totally disregard it. We ignore it he comes in like a roaring lion like it says here and he's gonna rip things apart he's gonna tear things down he's gonna shut things down in your life and then you're gonna have to face the consequences for your actions many people at times are saying to me well you know what um i got away with this last time I can probably do it again and get away with it again. A lot of criminals think that way. Uh, We are seeing right now that people who, as I mentioned earlier, who have gotten arrested a couple of times for robbing things, a couple of times for stealing, for killing someone, a couple of times, you know, they just got off scot-free, they all of a sudden got arrested again for killing someone else. You know uh they robbed somebody else again but the the problem is now the rules and the and the laws are kind of starting to take some better steps of how to deal with this because just too many people are just getting away with too many things and then at this time when you go to try to do it again well the law has changed the ruling has changed Instead of now that it's just a pat on your, on on your, you know, a little slap on your hand and you get to walk out. No, now you get cuffed and you go to jail, you know, so you're not going to get away with it again. And then you start to be upset, kicking and hollering and screaming. How is that possible? You got away with it last time. <laughs> again, God gives us, you know, free will and he gives us chances but when we don't surrender to him and we're not obedient to him and we totally disrespect him, he comes in like a, like a lion, just like it says here. And he says, I, even I will tear them away and go away. I will take them away and no one shall rescue them. God is going to put you in a place that nobody will be able to come and rescue you, my friend. Nobody will be able to come in and uh, swift you up. Nobody will be able to come in and say, I got him. I got his back. Because God wants to make sure that if he's going to get your full attention, he has to do it a certain way. He has to bring you to a place of surrender automatically unto him. We think sometimes that God is not a judging God, and he is. It says it very clearly in the Bible. God has judged his people on so many occasions in different stories of the Bible, and they have faced numerous consequences that have affected them and others around them. So we always have to think, my friend, of what is it that you and I are doing? What is it that you and I, how are we handling ourselves? You know, are we are we doing things that are hurting ourselves? Are we doing things that are hurting others? Are we in sin right now that we should have walked away from and ask God for forgiveness and surrender our lives to him? Are we having a problem with addiction? Are we having a problem with um, some type of substance abuse, something, you know, and and then we're seeking help? Well, seek help to your heavenly father because he has the supernatural power that can come in and intervene in your life. As we've read in the scripture, this natural king, King Jerob, couldn't do anything for them. He didn't have supernatural power. He only had natural power. And that natural power is not going to override or change the supernatural judgment power that God was placing on his people for their disobedience. And then it says here, I will return again to my place till they acknowledge their offense. God's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to take my seat at the throne (laughs) until they acknowledge their offense, until they realize what they've done, until they understand that what they have done is not good. They come finally to the realization of all the nonsense that they were doing, all the wrongdoing they were doing, the wickedness, the evilness that they were doing. And then it says, then they will seek my face. And in their affliction, they will earnestly seek me. So in their suffering, in God's tearing them down, and then being done away with, put in jail, put in prison, put in a mental institution, lose their job, lose their home, lose their car, lose their membership to something, whatever it is that's gonna come in as judgment to you, my friends. It's gonna teach you a lesson It's going to give you a wake up call. So that as our heavenly father sits on his throne. Patiently waiting. You will have no choice. But to repent. But to confess your sin. And to ask God for forgiveness. And come crawling back to him. As he sits on his throne. Because you want to now earnestly Seek Him, meaning you really now are hungry for the Lord. You really are seeking Him now, a spirit and in truth. You want to have a relationship with Him. You want to rekindle the relationship you had that you walked away from. Because of everything you're suffering from now, you're going to feel it so deep in your bones, in your spirit, in your heart, in your soul, in your mind. Physically, you'll feel it. And God will sit there on his throne saying, I'm right here. I never left. I've been on the throne. Yes, I did walk away from you because I didn't want to deal with your nonsense anymore. But I have always been on the throne. And my friends, what we have to remind ourselves is we never, be, we never want to be in the place where we only see God just being on the throne, but then not having his presence with us here on earth. There's a beautiful thing in knowing that God is on the throne and you know and sense his presence with you every day. He's walking aside you by, by your side. The Holy Spirit is operating in you, helping you make the correct everyday choices in your life. You are adhering to the Holy Spirit. You are he- adhering to God's voice. Everything you do in your life, you're following it based on how you're led in the spiritual realm of our Heavenly Father who loves us so much. Because he cares for us and wants us to be healthy. Wants us to be in a good place. He wants us to succeed according to his will of what he set up for our lives. And he wants us to carry out our everyday purpose on this earth. So these are some really deep. here that we must think about because a lot of times an example of this as well is that you know we do something wrong and we go to our friends for advice we go to our friends to you know see what they could do for us what advice they can give us what help they can give us But ultimately, my friends, we should be going first to our Heavenly Father who loves us, who can give us the reveal of what we're supposed to do. And then in that reveal to us, if He says, Now go to sister so-and-so, go to brother so-and-so, go to your cousin, go to your uncle, go to your mom, go to your dad, go to your neighbor, go to your co-worker, whoever, that is because then God has already set that up accordingly and has have touched their hearts. So when you show up, everything goes according to how God wants it laid out. Not just because then carnally you're just showing up to your friend's house and then carnally they're giving you responses or telling you what they think you want to hear. We need to always be following the Spirit, my friends, so we know how to deal with things in the natural. And in this case here, when the house of Israel and the house of Judah were at this point in their lives, in their community, they should have ran back to their Heavenly Father. They should have ran back to the Lord, but they didn't. They ran to the king who couldn't do anything for them. And even in the natural, considering that the king had all natural power, had all the resources, had all the armies, whatever the king had back then of abundance, he still couldn't help them because everything was being operated in the natural. And my friends, this is a reminder to us That when we don't operate in the Spirit with our Heavenly Father, and we only continue to carry out our lives in the natural, and we fall up into sin, or we do things we're just not supposed to be doing, we're only going to get results in the flesh and not in the Spirit. So my friends, I hope that you have been given a wake-up call by this passage here. I know that I have. And at the end of the day, I want to hurry up every day and wake up and say, Lord, am I doing anything wrong? Am I following your lead? Am I doing the right thing? What is my next steps? Who do you want me to speak to today? Who do you, whose life do you want me to encourage? Whose life do you want me to impact on your behalf? What should I stay away from? What New Year's Eve parties I shouldn't go to? Should I just be home resting in you, listening to gospel music, listening singing hymns, like what should I be doing? Ask for that guidance so that you would be always in the right place that the Lord wants you to be at. And you don't sway one way or the other and get caught up with everything else that's happening around you, even though it might look so good, even though it might look so lavish. Even though it might look so promising. (laughs) My friends, I don't know about you, but I've been truly blessed by this passage, the scripture. May you continue to know that the Lord loves you. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. We need to be reminded that we need to have everyday relationship with him. And if you ever find yourself that you're straying away, get on your knees. Get on your knees, open up your Bible, start reading scripture, whether that's on your phone or the physical Bible, like the one I have in my hand, you know, the big one, (laughs) however it works for you. But whenever you're starting to feel, feel weary, my friend, run to your heavenly father who loves you, run to Jesus Christ. And if you're listening to me for the first time and you've never given over your life to Jesus Christ You always have an opportunity. You can leave 2022 a certain way and go into 2023 a new way. A new beginning in your life. Anybody who wants to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior has the opportunity to, all they have to do is say, Father, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm not worthy, but you see me worthy. I know I have done a lot of bad things. I know that I've committed crimes. I know that I've done even sexual immorality. Whatever it is, you confess it and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. And today going forward, I accept and I know and I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and that I could be redeemed through salvation with him. And I want to surrender my life over to him now So he could have full control of it. And I want him to guide me. Guide me, Heavenly Father. Guide me the way that I need to go. And help me walk away from all this sin. Help me walk away from what's surrounding me that tempts me all the time. Take it away from me, Lord. I mean, it's just as simple as that, my friends. Just talking to God and surrendering your life over to him. And if you decided to do that today, may the Heavenly Father that you've just surrendered to embrace you, let you know that you're in a new place and a new home. And I encourage you to make sure that you find a good church home so that you would be supported by other brothers and sisters in Christ that can help you along your journey to getting to know God's word, to getting to know how to have the relationship with him, to getting to know the purpose for your life and how he wants you to carry out things for his kingdom. Because we are all here for a purpose to fulfill on this earth. And God may have already given you gifts and talents that you're not even aware of, that you can use for his kingdom. So I encourage you to seek out. And if you do not have a bible you can pick one up at any christian bookstore you can get one on amazon.com you can google it see you know uh, which version you want there's different types of version try to go with a simple version like the niv or the uh, translated, you know, um, King James Version. There's different versions. Try to get one that maybe even explains it in more English detail, breakdown. It's easier for you to understand the word. Um, but I recommend that if you have given your life over to the Lord today, that you are on a new journey and embrace it, enjoy it, because the Lord is going to do something miraculous in your life like never before. And my friends, those who have been with us consistently, week after week, thank you so much for tuning in again. Thank you for your support. Um, I will remind you that you can always communicate with us via email at wordofgodpod at gmail.com. And you can also drop us a message on anchor.fm in the message section. To send us a message, you could record your voice and send us a message. We want to hear from you. We want to know how this podcast has been impacting your life. Share your testimonies with us. And most of all, we thank you for tuning in this entire year to the Word of God podcast. As we have brought forth the word. And may the word have been embedded in your heart. And then as we go into a new year, starting tomorrow, we will see you next week where we will continue the book of Hosea and start to think and line up about what God is going to do for the year of 2023. Continue to enjoy your weekend with your friends and your family and stay safe. Make wise choices and decisions of where you're going to go for New Year's Eve celebrations. And most of all, um, know that God loves you and spread the good news of who God is in your life. I look forward to sharing the word again with you next week. Where we will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you.
0: Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.